Hello, welcome to Spotlight, a cooling ray of creative calm. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, there's one man and two governors, and it's at the Gaiety next week. Queer Manx poet Simon Mandrell drops in as he tours the Isle of Man to promote his new collection of work. And can you make music for Make Music Day? Do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you may be involved in, planning, hoping to create, or really want to all together now put in the spotlight. This programme, poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, mime, ceramics, da di da da Email spotlight at manxradio.com or howardkane at manxradio.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I will get in contact. So, there can't be too many who haven't heard of the play One Man, Two Governors, the classic comedy by Richard Bean particularly as it helped to propel the actor James Corden to megastardom after he took the leading role of Francis Henschel in the West End production. Well, next week you can catch it at the Gaiety Theatre, not with James Corden, but with someone every bit as good, I promise. The service players are putting on their production over three evenings and a matinee. To find out more, director Darren Webb and cast members Andrew and Helen dropped into the Spotlight Studio. Jobs. How did that happen? Oh, you you got to concentrate, ain't ya? With two jobs. I mean, I can do it, as long as I don't get confused. But I do get confused easily. Are you an actor? Does it show? It's the way you stand at an angle, as if there's an audience over there. <laughs> It's something I saw online uh, years and years ago, probably a good seven or eight years ago, uh, and the opportunity to bring it over was just really too big to turn down. Yeah, really enjoyable play, um, based on a really old Italian play um, and rewritten for modern times. Well, say modern, early 60s. It's modern-ish yeah, compared modern-ish. to the 1600s. Um, yeah, just a really funny character-driven play that's got a lot of opportunity for um, the, the characters to really, really get themselves across. Um, we're lucky to have a really cool cast, um, got some amazing local talent in it, uh, and I think it's just really a great show to showcase the talent that we've got over here. So yeah, jumped on the chance to do it and uh, haven't looked back since, been really good, really good all the way through. So yeah, really looking forward to it. Obviously people will be aware that uh, James Corden did it, but as I've promised everybody, we're not getting him involved. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've got a really, really strong cast, um, and yeah, I'm just really eager to sort of get it out there and get it seen now. So it, it's um, tell us a little bit. Well, tell us about about Dolly maybe then Sarah because she sort of comes in and out quite a, quite a bit. Uh, what's involved in your character in this one? Um, well, Dolly, kind of the name gives it away. She's she's a Dolly bird. Um, she's uh, the love interest for our, our leading man, um, but she's also works for the the local scrap metal dealer, gangster type. Um, so she's a bit of a tough nut as well. Um, she's. The brains behind their operation, definitely, because the, the clenches are, are not very bright, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, that's that's an understatement, I think. Isn't it? <laughs> and, and I think, Andrew, your, your character, people might think, because it's whenever you come on, you're always proclaiming and sort of... Uh, so it's like, but you're, you're an actor playing an actor. Yes, uh, well, um, the emphasis upon the wannabe actor. Yeah. Um, Alan's determination to be an actor goes beyond comprehension. Um, he's uh, not, very, not very bright, hence why he and Pauline, his... Um, fi- 
uh, intended are made for each other practically. Um, obviously, um, I kind of view their relationship as a bit like um, Claudio and Hero from Much Do About Nothing. They're madly in love with each other, but the return of this um, uh, previous intended, Roscoe Crabbe, who Pauline um, didn't really want to marry to begin with, threatens their romance from collapsing. <laughs> it, it's it's a very physical play, Darren. It, it's there's it is, a lot of especially for some people. Yeah, a lot of a lot <laughs> of sort of uh, uh, what you also say farcical humour and a lot of visual humour as well. It's, it's a real mix of things, isn't it? Because it's it is a sort of comedy. There's a lot of movement. There's the storyline going on, and it's it's almost sort of pantomimical in places. Yeah, it's one of those plays that I like because it does break that fourth wall on a regular occasions. Um, might be some audience participation included as well. Oh, yeah, we like that. Um, so yeah, it's it does rely heavily on the characters um, more than anything else because they they are such strong characters. They do have that um, breaking of the fourth wall, so the, the audience will really feel involved. We've got some live music included as well. Um, so it's going to be a, it's, it's a one show fits all really if you like a bit of comedy it's going to suit you if you like something with a bit of music it's going to suit you if you want something that's got strong storylines and strong characters it's going to suit you the only people it won't suit is probably me mum <laughs> and I think that's about it because she's not here it is really I would definitely recommend coming to see it it is very very funny it is that pure escapism you can escape from the, the your day-to-day run for a good sort of two and a half three hours you come out with a smile on your face hopefully tapping your feet to some of the tunes that'll be on it uh, and yeah it's just a really fun night out it's, it's it is a proper proper comedy suitable for kids or not do you reckon uh, probably about sort of secondary school age upwards because there are some risque moments in it there there are some there is some humor but that will appeal to both the adults and that the the, uh, the actual physical humor um would suit anybody it is genuinely just a, a, a rip-roaring laugh it really is and are you a fan of this sort of stuff sarah i mean have you done this sort of comedy before or this sort of physical and very sort of farcical stuff the very first play i did back in 2000 was a farce but that was like a 1930s traditional one this one is actually a lot more fun because it is so much more up to date um and and the audience participation and, and the music are all all added in just make it Really, really great. I, I would never have thought of of doing it, um, but I haven't been on stage for quite a few years, so I thought I'd give it a go. Get and back it, out there. it's been uh, it's been so much fun in rehearsals. It really has. And I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? It's got to be fun in rehearsals because if you're not having fun in rehearsals, then it's it's for all the amount of rehearsal goes on, and there's three or four nights and gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So rehearsals have got to be fun. So yes, I can see by the smile on your face, you've obviously been enjoying it. <laughs> The thing is, even no matter how many times we rehearse it, we all still laugh at it. Mm. You know, you, sometimes when you when you do a show, you do it so you do you do it over and over, and you lose the the fun aspect of it because you're so used to it. We still have people laughing every night at rehearsals, at people's performances, at the, some of the lines in it. It is it is a show that just keeps giving. You know, you find new things every time we listen to it. Um, some of the jokes, they, it doesn't matter how many times you hear them, they're still funny. You know, so so for the audience coming in who aren't going to be as aware of it as we are from doing it so much over the last few months, there there's going to be some laugh out loud moments to the point I'm not actually sure how long the show's going to run because we don't know how much uh, how much laughter there'll be. There's still a bit for you, Andrew. You're still chuckling, chuckling a bit during rehearsal. Oh, always, um, and particularly, obviously, um, not just with the play itself, but also the people that are involved in it. Like, um, we're a huge unit. Um, there's so many laughs. There's so much um, love within the uh, rehearsal period. It's just, um, it's it's just incredible to be part of that. 
once again. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yes, you're an old hand at doing these things. You're very good at playing these sort of character roles and the sort of the comedy roles as well. So it's something. And I think you're doing, you're involved in um, sort uh, of coming up. Is, um, uh, the Full Monty, full which Monty is coming in July. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so wow. I'm going to be um, so busy, busy. Uh, yes, always busy. Obviously, I've, I've, this isn't my first uh, rodeo with the service players. I was with them, them for Marion a couple of yeah. years ago and uh, Dick Barton, special agent, last year, which was, um, again, both far, also fast comedies and um, made me realise um, my, um, my love for them. They're, um, they're, just, they're just a great thing to be part of. They're so funny. They're so fourth wall breaking, which is my kind of humour all the way through. And obviously, um, to join people that have been in these plays beforehand that I'm continuing the showboats. Like with Darren, obviously I've been with, in plays before. Mm -hmm. Sarah, I've joined for pantomimes with the Centenary Centre. And of course, yourself with um, Dick Barson last year, which we won't go into, for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Very wise, I would say. Yes. <laughs> Anyone got a favourite moment then in, in the in the play itself? Is anything that's sort of, it's one of your favourite bits, anyone? I've got a couple. Yeah, um, as do I. But I, yeah, so I think I think my favourite one is 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 got to be the restaurant scene. Just the overall, there's not one part of it that isn't hilarious. It's going to be manic. It's going to be funny. It's going to be yeah. I, I feel for certain characters within that scene is all I'm going to say, Howard. <laughs> Leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, sir? Um, well, I, I don't want to give anything away. No, no. Um, but I think the some of uh, Neil, who's playing the one man, some of his uh, longer speeches and the the kind of things he gets up to during those speeches, I, I think he's giving a fantastic comic performance. He's very, very much worth coming to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Andrew, you've you got a hot spot. It's difficult to say, again, because there's so many, but also, as Sarah very rightly said, I, I don't want to give anything away, but there's, there's a few um, jokes in there that I particularly um, have been roaring with laughter at um, which obviously I'm doing I can say over the radio but um, uh, yeah, I would say just get get your tickets come find out <laughs> that's the way to do it I suppose we should mention some of the others you mentioned Neil Neil Callan taking the, the lead role and uh, yes make, making a, an absolute well, delight of it really oh absolutely mm. yeah it was he was actually built for this one 100% we tried to fatten him up for it but uh, yeah <laughs> we couldn't do it so there might be some prosthetics involved for that uh, but no I was I was really lucky We, we when we opened up the auditions for it um all the we're so blessed on this island with talent we really are and i'm happy to say i think we've we've grabbed some of the best we've got on island so we've got neil we've got jeff Pugh, who's recently been seen as frankenstein's monster in uh young frankenstein, frankenstein. Yeah, yeah he was in that we've got um toby smith who's been on stage with us many times got this chap called Chris Kane, you might know yeah, him as well. Know. We've got Michelle Kane, who a lot of you will recognise from some of the, shall we say, more grown-up pantomimes that you might see in Peel. Um, she's got a heck of a role to, to deal with. She's, um, yeah, she's absolutely smashing it at the moment, um, especially having to play two characters in one. Um, I'll leave that hanging for now so that when you doesn't spoil it when it comes to see it, but if you know the show, I think you can guess which character she's playing. But we've also got some some young young stars in there. So people like Beth Ann. Um, we've got a few people we're welcoming back onto the stage, like Sarah mentioned for herself. We're, there's a couple of others. Um, yeah, I was so so happy with the cast that we finalised. It was it, it really did tick all my boxes for me. So yeah, really really blessed on that. Terrific stuff. It's going to be a winner. I'm certain. Uh, if you like a, a good night out, if you've seen it, maybe in the West End, you want to see it again. If you haven't seen it ever and you'd like to check it out, then it is at the Gaiety Theatre live, of course. This coming. Give us the dates then and tickets and how people can get uh, get hold of them and when the show's on. Yep. So we open next Thursday, which is the Thursday twenty second. We're on the Thursday Friday nights, Saturday matinee and Saturday night. 
you can get your tickets from Villa Gaiety online. You can get them from the theatre. I believe they're doing it from the Welcome Centre as well. Um, you can also have a look at some of the links on the Service Players Facebook page. Always worth a look. There's opportunities there to see some little uh, vignettes with the characters in as well. And I believe we've just finished a competition for peanut catching. So that's <laughs> definitely worth watching the winner because it was extremely cleverly done. And we look forward to seeing them there. I think they're coming along to see the show on the Friday. Terrific stuff. Uh, it only remains to say, I don't know what we should say on this play, it could be tempting fate, but break a leg, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much, Howard. Thank you. Thank you. Get your tickets now. Should be a lot of fun. And don't forget that matinee performance on the Saturday. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, we've spoken to Brighton-based Manx poet Simon Madrill on the show before about his new collection, The Whole Island, but Simon is currently on the Isle of Man ahead of its official launch, which is tomorrow evening, Thursday, at the Black Dog in Beale, and he's been out and about, he's telling me, renewing his passion for his homeland. I've been tramping along the coast, and um, I was I walked right the way up through Glen Helen and, and the Arboretum yesterday. I've never been in the Arboretum before in St John's, so... That was good. 24 different birds I heard yesterday. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm impressed that you could recognise 24. No, no, I've got an app for that. (laughs) (laughs) There's always an app for something, isn't there? So this latest collection, it is a collection, the whole island, as we were saying. It is something which is is in in a way inspired by your sort of life and sort of culture and also thinking back to the Isle of Man and linking the sort of the Isle of Man with, I suppose, life events as well. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the... I mean, the idea came from the the main poem in the middle, or a long poem in the middle called The Whole Island, which was actually inspired by um, a poem by a um, a Cuban poet called Virgilio Pinera, um, who wrote about Cuba. And a very, very, that's an even longer poem. Um, And I I could see a lot of of what he was saying resonated with me, so I sort of did my my Manx version of it. but I know Annie Kizak has, has read the book and kindly did a, a blurb for it. And, you know, I think she saw that, um, you know, a lot of it is about coming home and and the feelings that one have, um, mainly positive, I think, in this book. Um, I don't really look at the... I sort of did the queer history and that, that, that anger and satire a few months ago. Yeah, and yeah. I th- this, this is more of a, I think, much more of a... A celebration of the island, both in terms of its language, its folklore, its nature, um, but also, you know, there is a there is some lamenting of of wildlife lost and lives lost as well. So, um, yeah. So looking at both sides in many ways, and it's you got actually just looking at the program. So you've got a fairly busy program there. I think you might have time. We'll just check in a moment to see if anyone wants individual readings. But this evening you've got the Pride Month readings. So you'll be doing readings from the new collection. Also, you mentioned some of the uh, other collections as well, Queer Feller and Isle of Sin. So a mixture from all three of those this evening? Yes, it is. They asked, because it's Pride Month, they mm-hmm. asked me specifically to, to, to do um, a reading based on that. And I'll probably um, read some more of my other queer poems if you like that have been published or even not published um that don't necessarily have a particular manx theme to them so um yeah so if you if 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 pride something you want to um um you want to celebrate and want to sort of hear the perspective of 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 a queer man then um then do come along um tonight to the um henry bloom library although tomorrow is the main um the main launch 
Okay, so that's Thursday evening, so the whole poetry launch, and that's the Black Dog. That's the Black Dog oven, and I'll be have two Manx bards there, um, the current Michael Manning um, and Annie Kizak, and also the poet David Callan as well. So um should be a, a... That should be a good evening. A good evening. In the, what I always think of, mistakenly or not, I don't know whether you agree, I always think somehow or other Peel is one of the Manxist of sort of Manx places on the Isle of Man. It just has that sort of feeling of being very Manx. I don't know why. That goes back to childhood memories as well. Yeah, I guess. Obviously, there's a lot of the stories of um, um, Mananan are from, are from Peel, fighting off um, St. Patrick and, um, um, you know, rolling down the hill, turning into a triskelion and... Such like so, I, so I think there's a lot, a lot there. And of course, it's where where all of the the Manx boat celebrations happen. And absolutely, um, absolutely. Friday, uh, let's see, Friday the sixteenth. So you got a reading and a question and answers out at Culture Vanet. Yes, at lunchtime, one till two o'clock. So um, that should be great. I know the um, quite a few of the staff love the whole island poem, so it'd be good to. Good to read that to an appreciative audience. That's always nice. And then uh, book signings, so if people want to come up and get, uh, get a copy of their own copy of the latest collection and get it signed as well. Uh, that's up at the Bridge Bookshop on Saturday, so what, 11 till midday on that one. Yes, in Ramsey, yeah. That's great. Chance to get up and meet you there. And uh, so it's a fairly packed programme. The next day on the Sunday, Old Alaman Poetry Society. So that's an evening gig up at the Archie Knox, which I think is one of their regular haunts, so a chance for anyone to come up there and a bit of a what general reading poetry, general fairly relaxed evening. Yeah, I mean, it's their, it's their monthly pop-in, so they've invited me along to um, um, share my poems for, for the beginning and second half, I think, so that'll be great. And what do you think, I know when you get over, obviously meet up with fellow poets and whatever, what, what's your sort of take on the poetry scene on the Isle of Man at the moment? Because it is, I suppose, still and always will be to a degree a, a sort of niche sort of art. The number of people who are poets you wouldn't know, you know, who do write poetry but, but never really do anything with it. They just do it purely for their own for their own love and their own satisfaction. Well, I mean, I, I, the the poetry scene is something that here that I um, um, are sort of understanding more as I'm getting involved with mm. with the different areas. I mean, there's the the spoken word circuit. You know, the likes of. Um, of, of Owen Atkinson and Kai Verretto, um, and there's, there's there's that scene as well. And I was I hosted the as you know the the slam last year at um, Manx Lit Fest, um, and I've recently joined the Isle of Man Poetry Society. I should have done it a long time ago, but I've done that, so I'm I'm going to be much more involved in. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing hearing both um, Michael Annie and David on Thursday, but also the other poets on Sunday when I go to the Archie Knox. If anyone wants anything in between, have you have you got any windows or any time if people wanted you to pop round do something at you know school activity somewhere else, whatever the case may be? Yeah, I'm around apart from those times. Mm. I mean, um, um, obviously, I'm seeing family and tramping, looking for more poems. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, if 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 people get in touch at queermanxpoet at btinternet dot com, or I'll certainly do my best to to come along and do that. And you you just actually sort of made me think of, of the question I was going to ask is, well, when you do come back to your homeland, do you get inspired again when you go out and about? It is something, are, are you the sort, of, as you're walking around, you were saying, going out to St John's or going through the Arboretum, are you the sort that sort of has a notebook or has your phone or something with you and just sort of jot down ideas or do you have, just have things in your head as you're going around thinking, oh, or is it something that happens afterwards when you get back home again and then think back about the visit? Is it then which sort of you might get inspired and thoughts for for more works come forward? Um, it's primarily the first. I mean, one of the one of the poems in in here. I mean, it literally was a. Um, I went to. I call it Port 
Port Willin, which is its other name for it, but I was, I was at Porty Vullen and was walking there and I had a notebook and I wrote um, and the poem just sort of poured into my head and I sat down on a bench and did the first draft of it there and then. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of the time I will I will make notes or in other cases I've I've picked up, I mean, Culture Van in a sort of like a, they're a series of poem prompts, even though they don't really necessarily know that they're doing that. So the stuff that they post on social media about a certain place or about a certain um, folklore practice or whatever often um, prompts a poem in me and then, then I'll make sure I go and actually see the place and put my feet on the ground in that place as well. So it's a mixture also of me going to places that I know I want to write about as well as exploring places I've never been to um, and then seeing if that... Um, I mean, I've got three poems about Mulsirka. I'm, I'm on the way down to put my feet on the... <laughs> On the white quartz in the middle of yeah, yeah. middle of Mull Circle, um, straight after this, actually. Yeah, yeah. And is that important to you it's to, to sort of feel rooted with the, with the spots you're talking about to get that sort of? Because it's strange, isn't it? Sometimes you get that, as you say, you need to actually be there and perhaps just have the experience of being at these places in order to write about them or write poetry about them with with sort of real authenticity. Absolutely. I mean, uh, um, I am from this place, um, and and you know, I think connection connection is all of our connection is through the earth it's where we come from it's certainly where we end up breathing in the air and and and, and walking along the land and seeing the wildlife is all part and parcel of feeling feeling that connection to um the whole island absolutely well listen it's great to catch up lovely to see you here I won't keep you here too long because the sun's out and you ought to get out and uh, enjoying the uh, enjoying the island i'm hoping we can have a poem before you go though perhaps yeah sure um I just the the um the whole island ends with the sentence on the edge of extinction on the edge of the whole island the edge of our language hovers and that was used by the publisher as sort of the the byline and that the end of that poem actually inspired this poem um which is called our language drips our language drips in the dark i am afraid of meeting my emptiness but I must return to the isle of my birth before I become my own extinction. Our native Igilg was nearly silenced from what only it can express. I nearly zipped my own lips in a black-bagged lack of understanding that it is language that restores our place, that speaks louder than any plinth, that, when it cries, deepens the sea. It is near impossible to describe the sun rising, but it is possible to feel the language of the sun setting on darkness. Lovely stuff. I want to read more from the collection, The Whole Island. And as you say, there's the uh, poetry launch, which is uh, Thursday the 15th with Annie Kizik, Michael Manning and David Callan. And if you want to meet up, get a copy as well and have a sign, a bit of a chat. You can uh, meet up with Simon on Saturday. If you're around Saturday morning, go into Ramsey, have a coffee, drop into the Bridge Bookshop between 11 and 12. Simon will be there signing copies of his latest collection. I'm sure he'll be happy to have a chat. Selfie. 
have a chat about poetry, whatever the case may be. So um, enjoy. I hope it all goes well. Lovely to see you. And uh, we look forward to the next collection. Bless you, Howard. Thank you. A lovely collection celebrating Simon's homeland in all its forms in his unique, cerebral and slightly haunting style. You can find more details via his social media sites. I think he's on most of them. Or take your chance to meet up with him for a chat while he's here. Much nicer. And he's always up for a reading, even if the audience is a small one. Finally this week, do you like to make music? Many of us do, and the annual Make Music Day is fast coming up on the rails, the 21st of June, a week today. And there's plenty of chances to get involved, as Culture Vannon's Chloe Woolley explained to me. Well, so in the Isle of Man, we call it Le Genou Cure, but Make Music Day is a worldwide celebration of music making, and countries all over the world take part. And the idea is that music has to be free, um, live if possible, or um, released on that day. And um, yeah, just everyone get involved. And it's any type of music, it doesn't have to be a specific kind. No, any type of music that um, you like. Um, so you might want to dust off your fiddle that you haven't played for a while, or get and uh, do a flash mob, um, get your orchestra to perform a piece and video it and release it that day. Anything goes, really. And again, you're right, I was having a quick look, and it does go way back. I think it started back in the early 1980s in France, so it's something that's been going for a long time. And I was skimming through the list, and there, was, there are events all around the world, Nigeria, Mexico, Argentina, the States, Australia, Africa, it's everywhere. Yes. So um, it uh, originated 40 years ago in France, as you say, um, Fête de la Musique, and um, it's a big do- outdoor festival there. So the streets will be uh, have back-to-back live music happening in the, yeah, in the shops and the cafes. And it's continued um, to grow over the years. And the Isle of Man, we um, are part of an international um, group um, that discuss plans each year. Um, so there's massive events going on um, in the other parts of the world. And in the Isle of Man, we do our bit as well. Um, I know that Ramsey Grammar School Pep Band, they're going to go into the primary school, into the one school runs there, and they're going to perform, they're going to do a proms in the playground. Oh, nice. That's a really nice idea. So it's encouraging younger children to embrace music and perhaps get involved when they move on up to the grammar school. Uh, The Family Library in Douglas, they've got some events um, planned. Um, Here at Culture Vannon, um, we're going to go around to St John's School and we're going to do, um, Joe Collister and I, uh, from the Department of Education, we're going to go in and do some Manx music um, for the school children. And after school, we're going to have a workshop here at Culture Vannon for musicians aged 10 to 18. And I suppose that's another thing, isn't it? It's, It's encouraging children to get interested in music. That's right. Um, one particular project we're doing this year is um, the Global Folk Soul Exchange, or SWAP. And we've put in um, a Manx song, Cop Tune, and we've um, added this to an international songbook, and we've chosen to do um, a Chinese tune instead. So that's been contributed by a Chinese musician. So we'll record that um, with the Brie Young Musicians, and we'll release it, hopefully, <laughs> later that day on the 21st and the other thing is it's the idea is it to all to be free because uh that sort of the concept of the make music day was getting away from that formal going to concerts idea and this idea of music's for everyone yes so um you're not supposed to charge um for your music on that day and um, so we do encourage like um 
councils or commissioners to um, allow people to busk on the streets um, or, or perform on the streets anyway and to hold performances in less usual places. So, um, well, we've had musicians on Timble Hill before um, and I believe there's a shanty choir that were singing next to the dolphins. Oh, until they're very good. Yes, it was excellent, that one. So um, anything goes, really. Um, it's just a way of um, showing that you enjoy music and it's for everybody. So if people want to get involved, uh, particularly if they're thinking, of, as you say, of, uh, online being very popular, how do they do that if they want to make a video and upload it something? How and where do they do that? Well, um, there you can get in touch with me at Culture Vannon. Uh, my email address is manxmusic at culturevannon.im. There is a, an Isle of Man Facebook um, page, but we're also in touch with the UK group, which is Make Music Day UK. And they are very, very happy to share your videos and to add your event to their calendar. Um, so, yeah, there's good connections there. So terrific. All we need now is a nice, the nice weather to stay on, I suppose. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Get planning this weekend. And then next Wednesday, we look forward to hearing what people are doing. Get out there and get involved. That's about it for this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to maxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast and listen where and when you want. Why not try it whilst sitting in a paddling pool filled with chilled elderflower champagne? See you next week when we'll be catching up with local author Joanne Clegg as the latest book in her trilogy hits the shelves. Look after yourselves and whatever you're doing, be creative about it. Cheerio. Cheerio.